Hello to all you survivors out there in the wasteland. I'm Evan May, author of The King in Darkness and Bonhomme Setteur, and right now I'm speaking on behalf of Brent Curley, Ottawa-based writer of science fiction and fantasy, because Brandon's not with me right now. And why isn't he with me? Because I, courageously, decided to explore our hermetically sealed bunker, expanding our horizons, maybe, using some of our massive amount of downtime constructively, definitely, and I have discovered a whole new control room. Survivors, I wish you could see it. Everything is sleek and gleaming. The consoles are all smooth like a dolphin. And this chair, the chair swivels. I mean, I have way more dials and flashing lights down here, but it all runs itself, which is very relaxing. It's so obviously superior that I've moved down to what is clearly the good control room. But Brandon, for reasons best known to himself, has refused to join me, so I guess he's still up there, 11 levels above me, living in the past. Not to worry. We will still keep bringing you conversations about our favorite creative people, and we'll still be talking about the stories we love and the tales that come from making them. In fact, here's who will be joining us in the bunker today. Uh, hi, I'm Marie Villado. I'm an Ottawa-based author and storyteller, and I was once put under house arrest at the Parliament. My name is Mark Robinson. I'm storm hunter and meteorologist for the Weather Network, and I've nearly been shot twice. I think you're going to love it. I'm going to love it. Presumably Brandon will love it, but we'll never know, because he's still in the stupid old control room. <sighs> never mind. Settle in, survivors. Do maybe one last perimeter check, and then enjoy our latest broadcast from the wasteland smooth like a dolphin Well, especially yeah. since the the satellite or the um, the um, the, the great red probe spot. got those those tight shots of, uh, oh, yeah. of Jupiter in the last oh, right yeah. yeah, I was like, what? Okay, See? Yeah. robotics. We must not fear; they will give us a lot of new opportunities. Yeah. We just can't experience. No, I'm, but, I'm good with that. But here's and, but here's the, the why I think like things like writing and the creative side of it is that you you have all this sort of stuff, but you can't replace human creativity yet. I, I, I yeah. mean, I, as the one thing, like we, like humans come at things that like AI just is not there yet. That's interesting. I was. That's why I was, you notice I had the yet. Yeah, 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 it's important. But I was just having this chat right before this podcast. I recorded another podcast. Oh my yeah. God. She cheated on us. <laughs> With the amazing stories editor, Ira Naiman, and we were discussing writer's blog Man, she's plugging another podcast yeah what the yeah. hell is podcast. this I feel, no, I feel dirty Ira. and used I'm oh yeah, yeah I don't, I don't. I, we're just kidding Ira's lovely thank you <laughs> I do feel dirty and used. <laughs> but are you against I was gonna say, uh, uh, have a cookie <laughs> um, and we were talking about uh, some of the creativity and how you know he, he asked a simple question about writer's blog but I went Wah! but one of the things that strikes me is when you look at history of creativity 
is that even back in the day, like, we just don't know what creativity is, which is why we keep getting stuck by writer's block. Like, we mm. understand parts of it and parts of how everything fires off, but we don't know how to tap into it. Mm. That's why, you know, you used to invoke the muses back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we invoke writer's block when we can't tap into it or divine inspiration right. or whatever it is, right? But there's that part of it that we cannot recreate it because we don't understand exactly how it works. The second we understand how it works, yeah, yeah. Like, and meaning we can tap into it at any time we want, that's when the robots take over because they figure out how to tap into it too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be a little while <laughs> because you don't know because Mark. yeah, because I've dealt with computers in the field and I've dealt with technical issues in the field on a constant basis. And there's few times where it's easier to actually draw the tornado than take the stupid <laughs> picture. So yeah, I think I think we're gonna be okay for a little while anyway. Okay, what if? What if we're actually living in post-Skynet world and the computers are just fucking with us? They're just having fun. They don't want to kill humanity. They just want to... They're having a lot of fun with me then. (laughs) You are fun. Yeah, you know. There are people who seriously make that argument. Do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are like scientists and and philosophers who make the argument that... Yeah, I've seen seen that argument. Yeah, yeah. it's more likely than not that we're living in a simulation. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm totally happy about. Sure. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, for for me, I'm like, I if, if I'm in the simulation, I'm like, I've scored. I mean, I've I've got a yeah, job I good. love. I got a job I love. Um, you know, like I I get to. I, oh yes, also a wife I love. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see if he was gonna get there on his own. I got you. I was. I was waiting to see how many fingers he was going to cut off yeah. before he mentioned Beth. Yeah, yeah. No, Beth, uh, the, yeah, yeah. So there's there's that part of it. Yes, there's also my wife. <laughs> sleeping on the couch tonight. Just in case yeah, you're going to But Beth hears this. So I'm like, you're sleeping on the couch. I'm like, I know. I know I'm sleeping on the couch. Um, I have children. Yeah, so so yeah, I, I'm doing pretty well. Good, okay, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I had to mention the kids, too. So, yeah. My poor, my poor family. They put yeah. up with me on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm, I... I I'm in so much trouble now. Huh. Wow. Oh, man. You did that to yourself. I, oh, I know. I, I can see. I can get in front of tornadoes. I can get in, you know, in in, in the middle of hurricanes, and it's less danger than doing than sitting in a in a hotel room and chatting about, you know, writing. Yeah. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. If this you. was a simulation, this would be the point you'd reload an earlier save. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. <laughs> If yeah, see, this is, where I, this is where I get to plug my show now, if we had to edit that part out of it, is it, you know... Like, well, yeah, you can plug your show, then we'll just edit yeah, that part out Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I, I, I'm with Mark. I'm not worried about the AI yet. I'm, I, I'm worried... I didn't say worry. No, you, but you I'm going to get replaced by an AI. You said to embrace our new robotic opener. Yeah. Well, no, I think her point is that she's going to start drinking at that point. Oh. Yeah, you can just relax. Well, okay. Well, that, where where is my money coming from? Because I mean, why do you need, you money, need money? And robots will just tend to. No, because because we live in capital in a capitalist society. I need I need money. I need my pension. I need like yeah. That'd be gone. No, but that but so how am I surviving? Robots well, are just you're like they're a, just serving me my yeah yeah. yeah. You're am I guaranteed everything that I you're want? like a pet? Like, yeah, exactly. Like a well there you go. Cat. You're a pet as long as you're yeah. As long I believe there's a song about that. There's something about that. You know, something about humans being pets. Okay, I'm not, no, I'm not sure I like this. As long as you're a lovable pet for your robot master. What if I don't want to be a lovable pet? What if I want to... Can I still write? Be a cat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah can, can, can I be a cat? Yeah. 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 No, no, that's how you, know, you keep cats as yeah. well. So okay, I, good. Okay, all right. Okay, then maybe I'm okay And with some it. people keep lizards, which are, you know... Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well, yeah. And then you yeah. find them in, in the rubble afterwards, and it doesn't go viral. <laughs> yeah, this, is the, this is the problem. problem. So don't yeah. be a lizard. Yeah. Okay, so don't be a lizard. Don't be a lizard. Okay. <laughs> That's the lesson this entire podcast. Don't be a lizard. I, I just need the lesson to learn. unpredictable. Don't be a lizard. Well, but you know, creativity, yes. though, is, is part of the reason why I jumped in front of the camera. Instead sure. of staying behind the camera, yeah, um, because I started off, you know, filming uh, tornadoes and everything else, and I though saw where this was going, and I was like, okay, cell phones are coming, yeah. che- cameras are getting cheaper, everything's getting cheaper. I'm like, yeah. I have to put myself in front of the camera because at that point, I'm I'm my own brand, mm-hmm. so. I now I'm not competing against another cameraman trying to get that shot or trying to be really good with the with the video yeah, or something like this. I'm sense. now the storm hunter. I'm like I'm yeah. storm hunter for the Weather Network, yeah. and that's my brand, right? And I think it's the same way in writers too, right? Yeah. Like you're you're you you have that brand that you you are building, so mm-hmm. everything you put forward is to build that brand. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not necessarily you know competing against. Uh, other people trying to get that wonderful picture or whatever it's like well this is my style of writing yeah. and people are going to like that style of writing and people are going to hate that style of writing yeah mm-hmm. exactly right yeah. they're going to love you and they're going to hate you yeah and, and I get that all the time and you ha- like you have to grow really thick skin <laughs> oh, yeah, because we yeah. will hear about it I will hear about it like oh, yeah. We've had people, and, and that's funny how much uh, work is uh, awesome about this. They really do try to keep anybody who's on air insulated from that. Oh really? Be, oh yeah, because they they don't they won't necessarily send you like, hey, guess what people have said about you today? <laughs> right? Um, Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is is that they're actually very careful about it because you know we have like you know talk lines and, and feedback lines and people like that, and they will. You, it is unbelievable what some people will say. Um, about you or about um, yeah yeah all the time like people are like I, the I one the, the, yeah but here's the thing right like it's it's in human psychology to hit, listen to the one person that says you suck yes. Yes. and no. ignore the 40 people that said oh my god I love it yeah and yeah. and I you know and that's I, I I've heard it like I've heard people say oh he's you know you're boring get him off TV why is he on there but here's the the, the really difficult thing is that when it comes to being a guy, you hear, you suck, you're boring, you don't know what you're talking about, and it's a horrific double yeah. standard oh, yeah. when you're talking about uh, anything on in the public when it becomes between men and women. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different for a book, because someone will read yeah. the whole, have to well, read the whole book, the idea, yeah. and they go, yeah, that sucked, boom. You know, and yeah, and it's, it's usually about the work, too. It's not yeah. like, unless you're a public persona well, yourself, it, right? like, yeah. you know, they don't attack you as yeah. much. Yeah, and yet, and, you know, when you're on air, like there, are, there are some creepy creeps out there. The thing, the thing that amazes me, and, and, it, and it's come up recently. Um, like my girlfriend is also a teacher. And we're both, like, you know, she's a year older than me, so we're both like at the start of our thirties. And and my girlfriend, it, it really looks very young. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I'm young. Fuck off, Evan. Um, Don't even have to say it anymore. It's great. No, it's fine. Um, and yet he has more gray hair than I do. Nah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all the stress. Okay, so it, we're talking about... I, I'm going to totally sidetrack myself. What? Are you seriously saying you have more stress than the guy who runs into tornadoes and volcanoes and hurricanes for a living? Did you seriously no, just make that argument? I'm going to walk that back right now. <laughs> you are not editing this out. Do not, do not edit this out. I have to now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So... But my main, what I was going to say a few minutes ago before I even sidetracked me, 
is um, so my girlfriend is also a teacher and, and when she looks very young and when people find out that she's a teacher inevitably the first comment that she gets from guys is oh wow your male students must love you right yeah yeah. and that's yeah, come yeah. up a few times recently and I hear that and I go really? yeah yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, can't believe like, I, and, and it, like, it saddens me that that still comes up so often but. And, and when you're dealing with uh, when you're dealing with TV stuff it's a it's a world of image Right. Right. And so, and, and there's again a, a sort of a horrific double standard of, you know, guys can keep going until they're they're quite a bit older. Right. Um, whereas women sort of get shuffled off. Yeah. Um, and and it's like, okay, you're done. Oh, you're 34. Oh yeah, no, you're done. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know. And, I'll, and, yeah. and yeah. so old. <laughs> And if, and yet guys like you see guys on on air till like they're in their seventies. Oh yeah. Right, and they're just considered um, venerable, venerable, yeah. or, or or experienced, yeah. or, or that like you that know. elder statesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Women yeah. are just old. Yeah. yeah, and women are just old, and it's and it's like so. Yeah, you you end up with this this world of uh, and that's that's just yeah. the, that unfortunately that's the, that's the TV world. Yeah. That's why I loved um, Carrie Fisher. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, and I love the fact that in the new. Star Wars, like in the latest episodes, like they brought her in, yeah, yeah, and she was in the eye. She was like, you know, this. What was I was reading a quote on Facebook yesterday that she said, you know, like she's both um, when she meets people that were like kids when they watch yeah. Star Wars. Like yeah. she's both like you know they both seeing her in a gold bikini has is now both their greatest dream and their biggest nightmare. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. You know, it's like I love that quote, but yeah, yeah. but you know like she managed to stay to go from one of the sexiest like you know a big sex symbol for an entire generation yeah. yeah to being like i'm a potty mouth i make no excuses i'm bipolar i've had these struggles yeah. you know i've got weight now and you know fuck you if you don't like it and just to have her like take that center stage yeah and yeah. be able to claim that light and that they they didn't try to like hide that away in star wars although they did definitely select their wardrobe accordingly <laughs> oh, yes yeah but you still could tell she was a woman of a certain age. She had lived a certain life, you know? Like, the princess was the general. Mm-hmm. And, like, I loved seeing that. Because after a certain point, I, I was realizing, you know, once you're in your past childbearing age, and, and that doesn't mean, like, <laughs> you know, when you're past, like, early 30s, like, mm-hmm. to mid-30s, and you're a woman, and you're like, I'm not necessarily going to have children, there is no, you know, all the women who are older in any kind of book it's because they're grandmothers. Yeah. But it's because they're written yeah. by guys and all they know about women yeah. that are older is, well, they're moms. <laughs> yeah. And you're well, like, oh my God, just make me an angry crone that never had children Yeah, and have her beat on people. Well, that's that's the whole, that, I think I see this quite often. It's the, Beth always talks about this is the, the mother maiden crone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. And those are the three roles. That's yeah. It. Whereas guys can be, you can have almost any role. And, and it's, it's interesting because you bring up the, you know, the cultural appropriation. Uh, in the in the one that I've written, the the one that still needs desperately so much editing, um, it's all women, right? So I, I tried to write I tried to write um, all on all women cast, nice. and uh, because I have like I, I, I'm surrounded by women. My I have two daughters, um, I have my wife, and then my co-host is is a woman. So I really ha- I can sort of watch this, but at the same time I have to have Beth read it or have yeah. uh, my daughter yeah. read it and say. Am I getting this right? Right, uh, you know, and and it's it's tricky. But I wanted to, I really wanted to write it to, to as a as a like here's a um, women characters that are just care, they're just people. Yeah, 
Um, and I remember the one time in CanCon, and I think you might have been the one who told me this, uh, that said this. I said, I, I said, we were talking about cultural appropriation or something like this, and I said, I'm, I'm trying to write these women characters. Oh, and and someone goes, uh, was it you? I think it was you. Oh, or someone I said just, know. and just said, yeah, try writing a human. And I went, oh. But that is something that has struck me so much. And then I was able to sort of really go ahead and stop being so nervous about yeah. getting it right. Can I tell you something sad? Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. don't take it on your own side. Oh, okay. oh great. I'm in trouble. No, you're not in trouble. <laughs> you're a beautiful, wonderful human being. Um, Semi, I'm lucky yeah. I'm vaguely pretty. Is what I like to say. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when I started writing, it was because when I grew up, there were like very few female characters in any kind yeah. of role, right? You're like, you're yeah. the lover, you're the, the concubine, you're the, you know, and then it's just, it gets frustrating, right? So, I'm like, I'm going to write hero fantasy stories and I'm going to have like yeah. you know women doing epic shit and fuck the rest of them you know yeah. and they're going to do what they want and they'll yeah. get married if they want to they won't if they don't want to they'll have kids if they want to like all the, the choices that I wanted and um, so I sold my first uh, um, my first book to uh, a publisher and it was like the epic fantasy right so it was an epic fantasy Heirs of a Broken Land and it was Princess of Light Warrior of Darkness Sources of Shadows and um and then, okay, I'm going to confess, I haven't read those yet. No, that's okay. Don't worry, neither have I. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> okay, don't worry. Um, and I'm trying to read all of Marie's stuff. So. Oh, this thank is my goal. <laughs> and I had, well, you read some of the Destiny series. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, space that. opera with women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets pregnant, and she still can do stuff. And, you know, like, it's like, yeah. you know, and those are the stories I wanted to put out there. But my first epic fantasy trilogy, which I love, um... It was hard getting the traction, and even with my space opera in French, it was hard getting some of the traction because it's a woman writing female stories, if you see what I mean. Oh. And so I have, um, and and this isn't like a, like oh my god, I'm not you know recognized, not at all. Like you know, there's definitely public readership love. Yeah. You know, there's all of those things. But I remember one of my, my, another language publisher, um, which is not hard to figure out. Um, they're like. Um, you know, we're going to take out these books in French because it's only translated. You know, so they took the Destiny series out and they're excited. They're like, we're going to take out Space Opera by a woman who can, who's Quebecoise, you know, so she can come in. And uh, and the uh, editor, Isabelle Van Arberg, is ex- wonderful, exciting, like a great writer, like great damn of Quebec science fiction. And she loves it. She's like, you have a woman who, like, she gets, at the beginning of book two, she gives birth to a baby. And she's still got the baby body during the story while she's kicking ass, right? Because <laughs> she didn't just, like, shrink back down, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and she's like, it's exciting. It's different. It's the kind of voices that we uh, we want. We don't understand why it's not moving. Like, we don't understand why the books aren't selling. And it is so frustrating, so frustrating to hear, like, that you have all of these things that are out there. It's like, that's why I think the, the a lot of the books where you say, like, these have really great female characters are written by guys. Because it's still easier for guys to get that traction yeah. than it is for women. And see, like, what doesn't make sense to me is and that... there's a lot of other variables, so nobody write to me angry emails. Oh, no, no. If they write you angry emails, it means they're listening. That's good. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Send them if to we get angry... E- no, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if we get angry emails, it means people are listening to this podcast. Which, which is good. Better. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and, see, the, and, only, the only advantage I can see for guys in being able to write is... You could dip your penis in the inkwell and like use that to write with. That is literally the only advantage I can see. And why is it like that? Can you really though? 
Like, you could if you, you know you could, I, you know it's possible. Okay, I'm gonna test that out. But it's only a bit, <laughs> or or there you can press for YouTube. Yeah, you can press that. You go viral. You can viral. press the keys with it. I mean, it's the only thing I can see. Like, there, and I don't get why you know why there isn't more. Like, I've had and I've had discussions with certain winged friends. Let's just say. Oh I'm yeah, I'm not gonna say which wing the political side of this, this oh. spectrum it's gonna be on. Are you thinking like but they were flight people or some shit? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking political wings. Ah. Like you, can, you can you can make your decision on which side it was. After, you know, when, um, I'm not listening. But they were they were very upset about Ray. Uh, in oh, Star yeah, Wars, yeah, and they're yeah. saying, "Well, that's SJW, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Dude, I would rather watch this because it's 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 the same story." I mean, yes, it's fine. It's Luke's story again. It's Luke again. Whatever. It's a hero's right? journey. It's, it's the, the hero's same journey story. story. From, like, but what? You know? And I said, I, I have seen this starring a guy eleven billion and two times. Yes. I have like great. I see it. I love the stories. I love it. It doesn't take anything away from Luke's story. But how cool is it to? Look at this a similar story from another point of view. Yeah. Be it a woman's point of view, be it a black man's point of view, yeah. be it from a gender whatever point of view. That to yeah. me is more interesting. This story is an archetype, and that's fine. Yeah. But it's the details for me that are interesting. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I like this because I can see it from a different point of view, and this yes. is really really cool. Yeah. Uh, I and agree. I was like, yeah, that. And but he literally couldn't get it. It's like no, no, no. It's just SJW stuff, and it, it's it's they're 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 ruining the stories with SJ with blah blah blah, and everybody's trying to be politically correct. I'm like, no, they're trying to tell a story from a different point of view. It's a different point of view. Now try and, watching it and getting a different point of view. And but, they've been pandering all this time to a white male audience. Yeah, yeah exactly, I mean, this yeah. entire time, yeah. like gazillion years of history, yeah. has mostly been pandering <laughs> to this audience yeah. already. Yeah, so. no, I. And as a white male, yep. uh, I mean, like, I look at it and go, oh, well, uh, yeah, now I might actually have to produce something that's good. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, this is easy. You know, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm living life on easy mode, yeah. you know? And in many ways, it's like, yeah, I am living life on easy yeah. mode. It's like, I'm vaguely pretty. Um, I'm a, you I'm mentioned a, that a lot. Oh, I know. I'm very invested in my own uh, do you narcissism. Want us to make you feel better about your no, 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 is no. My my narcissism is kicking in in a big way. If anyone wants to comment yeah. on Twitter about how attractive Mark Roberts <laughs> is, uh, his Twitter handle no, please is don't. at StormHunterTWN on Twitter. And then if you'd like to write anything nasty, please write it to theweathernetwork.com and that will be filtered out and I will never see it. So, uh, Sorry, so, but, so your prettiness is the one thing. But no, but that, that yeah. And, and, and my willing to do really stupid, stupid things is the other half right, of it. Yeah, so, yeah. There, you know, there's that. Yeah. But, I mean, like... It, in all the things to ignore that you know that I have certain advantages is is very dangerous because you get you get wrapped up in this thing of saying well uh, someone doesn't agree with me oh my god you know they don't agree you know or like they think they're not saying my work is amazing um, like oh that mu- they must be you know against me you know, like and, and I'm like a victim and I'm like Oh my God, no! Like, if I put put out something bad, then somebody should, you know, absolutely call me on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. where but I, but it's a hell of a lot easier for me to put it out as you know again 
and a white male. Oh yeah, it's easy. Like I was, um, I was driving through. Uh, I'm not gonna say what state it was, but let's just say we were in a fairly rural area of the southern part of the United States. I was with a gay friend of mine. Oh okay. And I didn't think twice. I jumped out of the car to go grab a bite to eat or go grab you know gas or whatever. And he's yeah. like, I'm not getting out of the car. And I'm like, Why the hell not? Like we got. He's like, Dude. He's like, I'm a gay guy, and I've got a little bit of that affectation of, of gay. He's like, there's no way I'm getting out and talking to those guys over there oh. that we have to go. And that was the first time yeah. it struck me. I'm like, oh, my God. It, I didn't even blink getting out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't even think about crossing the border, yeah. you know, because I never get stopped. I never get, you know, uh, oh, you're going to secondary to go get inspected. None of that stuff happens to me. And it's like... Whoa, and like I, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say like I, you know, like yeah, I have got advantages. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a, and I think if you recognize that, if you just mm-hmm. simply say, okay, I, I have advantages, and yeah, and if you try and you know, I try to use my any advantages I have to help my friends and help people, like mm-hmm. and sort of say, hey, by the way, I've got a friend of mine over here. She's great at this, so you should check her out. Yeah, you know, because yeah, it's it's a weird little world. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah, and we all do. Like, I'm a white woman, so I've got advantages that somebody else. Yeah. And, I mean, I can pass as English, unless I'm tired and I get a really wrong <laughs> French accent. Uh, you know, which helps, right? Even yeah. though French is a sexy accent, I'm told, in very yep. weird, yep. uncomfortable ways. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll stay away from that one. Yep, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to go over there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so everybody has those levels of advantages or... Um, not everybody, yeah. but most people do, and it's yeah. all about being aware of them, which is lovely. That's yeah, it. and I think if you are aware of them, um, again, it, I think it, it, as you, you accept them and say, "Look, yeah, I, I, I am living it easy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. It's, it's easier for me to do things because of this." Your pretty face. Because, yeah, my pretty face. Yeah, my, my pretty face. <laughs> no, I'm not narcissistic. <laughs> now, enough about me. What do you think of me? <laughs> Pretty face. Exactly. It's very pretty. There we go. See. <laughs> so, yeah. See, this is this is it. Yeah. This is why. This is why I'm you know transitioning to a writing career where I can hide behind a book. <laughs> uh, are yeah. you afraid that your pretty face is going to go away? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. It won't. Yeah. No. Well. You know. No, it'll just so, get more distinguished. Yeah. Yeah, oh, see. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No. You know what? One of the, it's it's funny though. For me, for writing, um, it is a. And opposite to what I do in front of the camera, because on the front of the camera you have to be this like mm. um, this monkey on speed, yeah. right? Uh, and and that you know it's like and you you're on you're on you're on you're on you're on you're on, and then you come home and you're like, Ugh! yeah. Oh, and yeah. I tell you, like just sitting down on the couch and just writing where nobody's yeah. bugging you to be on yeah. is really nice. Which is why I, the, my other hobby and uh, hobby. My other hobby is painting Warhammer miniatures. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. so yeah. yeah, I have I have massive armies and 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's great because then nobody bugs you, and you just you just concentrate on that yeah. and you in and that's it. And I think writing for me is the other half yeah, of that. Absolutely. You know what I found that's phenomenal it. about painting minis for D anD D, which I, I started recently, is that it's something creative, but it's not writing. Yeah. So it's not. Like, yeah. Like I'm not like it, I, it, I'm, it, I'm not trying to generate anything new, so that I can detach even more and just totally zen out and just finish. yeah, like it's lovely. Yeah, and that's and that's that's part of the reason I do it, right? Because it's again, writing is it's it's writing is easy. Just open a vein, 
Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, and so like, yeah, it's it's tough, and you're like, ah, I'm pulling out my hair because I can't figure out what I want to do with this. Yeah, um, and I also I have discovered that I am a discovery writer. So planning is like what what is That's what is good. what is planning? I don't understand. You 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 people plan this out? I don't I don't get it. You have to kind of like the more you write, to the more you might decide that you change. I've written. Have you heard what I've been doing for the past four months? I'm totally doing it. Um, Go ahead. He's plugged this show like ten times. Go ahead. No, it's Watch Storm a... Hunters <laughs> on the Weather Network. <laughs> we have three new shows coming out in the next little while. Yeah. Two tornado shows and, a Nepal, and two Nepal shows. Uh, I was on Mount Everest. Sorry. Go on. What would you like to say? Part of you still there, honey. Uh, no, it's, um, um, no, it's totally not polite whatsoever, oh, but right. I've been ghostwriting. Oh, yes. Really? Yes. Are we allowed to talk about this? Am I going to have to cut this out? No, we can talk about okay, this because as long as I don't reveal any details from anything. Oh, good. Okay. I can so you're saying it. your next stories are on ghosts. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I've been ghostwriting wow. books for other people. <laughs> really? Yes. So not actual ghosts. I know. <laughs> This is not just a pretty face. I can't stop staring at it. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um, yeah. So over the past, over a span of about four months, I've written five hundred thousand words. Wow. I know, right? Half a million ah. words. Yeah. See, and I was all proud of myself. Yeah. I wrote one hundred and thirty pounds. But, <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I had like um, you're a machine. Eight, yes, I am. I had. T- that's why I want you guys to just accept the AI apocalypse. Oh, why shit. don't you finally? Get why am I hearing dun 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 dun? We figured it out. Marie, put away that gun. Wait, her eyes are starting to glow. End of the podcast. But what I found that is I've always been a pantser so I've been like just you know not planning ahead but for this because they're for clients Mm. who want certain things in their stories or whatever so you develop an outline and then I learned how to outline and because I'd written so many books in discovery period it was easy because I know how to do story beats because I've been Mm. doing it and not just through writing but through storytelling and through performance art and through you know and uh, so developing outlines was easy like, you need a 25-chapter outline? Give me an hour. Done. Two hours max. Hey, and Marie, I need a... <laughs> I want it! Okay, so, like, it, see, I, I, am in awe of, I am in awe of Marie. So, like, this is... Like, I don't know why. When I, when I, the first time I came to a con, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's Marie. I was like, completely freaked. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's talking to me. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was... Uh, the first time I talked to you, I nearly couldn't speak. Really? Yeah, because you were like this. I had seen, I knew your books and everything else. Now I know you. I'm still in awe, only just a different way. Like, it, like back, you know, it's just it was uh, it was really funny because Beth was laughing at me because <laughs> like I completely get starstruck. So yeah, no, it was very funny. I I didn't know that. That's amazing. I didn't know yeah. that either. You're just saying that because you're afraid I'm going to take over your brain with. No, brain. please do. My brain needs to be taken over by somebody. <laughs> It's a very unpleasant place. No, disorganized place. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, no, but, like, I mean, to, to hear you say something like that, I mean, like, I know how many books you've read. I've read your stuff. It's, I love it. Um, and, like, to hear you say 500,000 words, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, but, okay, I did it in, like, four months, and now I stopped. And now I'm like, <laughs> system failure. Oh, okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> So now I have to like reboot. I have to pretend I'm writing for other people, maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe oh, like, I see. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Have I broken a creative end? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think Probably so. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, okay, how do you write your own stuff but pretend like you're writing for other people? I don't know. I don't know how you. I write. could send her notes. I could send her text messages. Have you finished my outline yet? Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That would be like. See? You know the kind of text messages you'd be getting. I know. Like, What's you? this emoji mean? Oh my goodness! Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that with a phone! <laughs> oh, I've got a few interesting messages from her, but, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Most oh, okay. yeah. Does he know the story about how you, when you pranked me before we went down uh, for the Fringe Festival in Toronto? Uh-oh. I don't know. I'm very proud of that story, but yeah, I, I, I told it to Mark. Okay, do you want to... Or, you go ahead. I can't remember, I can't remember how it starts. Well, it's, we can both tell it. It started with me visiting Value Village, and the oh next, yeah, it was the the next, as all good stories start. Okay, sure. As all of good course. stories start, and the next day I'm picking up Brandon, and we're heading down to the Fringe Festival in Toronto to watch our friends play. Right. And I get into Valley Village, and there's this giant pink unicorn with sparkly purple eyes, and this is like a giant pink unicorn. Like it comes up to like practically my waist when it's sitting on the ground and I'm very excited by this giant unicorn it's 12 bucks I buy it I don't even think about it there is no stop there is no like let's think this through screw that I'm buying this I get it and I put it in the car in the back seat and I tie it in with the seat box I think this is hilarious and then I have a photo shoot with myself and the unicorn and I send you know Carrie all these pictures of me with the unicorn and then I get the idea that oh my god I'm gonna fuck with Brandon's head because (laughs) (laughs) as one does (laughs) and I started like it must have been before noon I think yeah it was was in the morning for sure and I saw right to Brandon and I'm like oh uh, just a heads up for tomorrow I think we're gonna have to bring one of Carrie's friends to Toronto with us just give them a lift right and he's like, oh, okay, oh, that's no. weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, I didn't expect it. They just showed up today. It was all true. Like, everything I said was true because the unicorn was for Carrie. From a certain point of view. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> From my point of view. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. I Show just, my geek cred. <laughs> good job. I'm like, you know, um, this unicorn, just, uh, I didn't mention the unicorn. I said this person. No, no, yeah, it's just all This person. friend, yeah, yeah, just showed up today and it looks like they need a, a ride tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, why? Are they going to the festival or something? I'm like, oh, no, um, you know, they, they're apparently like, I think they've had it rough because they don't really talk. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Nothing is a lie. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm stringing him along and I'm like, okay, um, they're afraid. I'm trying to talk them out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it was because I'm, I'm reading this text and I'm like, okay, I know. Like, I mean, Carrie is lovely, but she's not like. There's not many people she would do this sort of favor for. Or try to get Maria to do this sort of favor for. And so I'm like, okay, it's supposed to be somebody, that, somebody who actually like matters to Carrie. And and I'm reading, wow. Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> Carrie would agree. Yeah, and, and, and I'm and I'm you know I'm reading these texts and and you made it sound like like this person was in like 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 something had happened to this person and, and I'm and I'm. You know, they were I'm, just sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, right? But I'm yeah. imagining it's like somebody wow. who, like, you know, has just like gotten kicked out of their home, or like, like you know, and, and they, you know, they need a ride. They have no other way to get to Toronto. They need a ride. And and the way you're describing this person, it's like they're really quiet. Yeah, I'm not like it, it's a. They it, just it, sort of stare. Yeah. Know, I think. Oh my and, god. And, and, and you were saying that even you were getting a little uncomfortable because it's a friend of Carrie's. You feel like you should, and I'm so I'm like, okay. And at, and at what point did you figure out that I really wanted to say no? I think it's when it's about. So I meet this like four o'clock, but I'm having a great time. Okay, this is all day, and yes. I'm trying to go about my day, and I'm nervous about going, you know, going to Toronto, and for various reasons. And I'm like, and now I'm getting these texts, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then at one point, I'm like, oh, you know, um, 
I try to get them. I told them we were leaving really early. And I, so I got Brandon. I'm like, what if we leave super early? So I leave them behind because they're sleeping in. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's oh, like, yeah, sure. God. How early did you want to leave? Like, he's willing to get up at like four <laughs> in the morning. Oh, yeah. Because cause then, because I was saying, because you asked me straight up, like, is this an issue? And, and, I, and I was honest with you because we're you friends. Were. And I said, you know, I <laughs> we were friends. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Um, you know, I, oh I you know, I, 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 I kind of prefer not. Like, I don't want like, because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if this person is like, as I, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty generous. But if this, depending on the level of difficulty that we're dealing with, I'm trying to say this politely. What, what are we going to be dealing with for six hours in the car, right? Like, <laughs> like I don't know this person, and so I'm trying to say it politely. And Marie can tell because she knows me, and, and so finally I'm like, you know, is there maybe a way we can get out of this? But if they're, if they're in serious trouble, that's fine. No, and I'm there. We'll get we'll get away really early, and then like an hour later, I'm like, okay, so I think I might have given it away accidentally because now they're in the car and they don't want to get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're um, saying they don't want to miss us sleeping, so they're just gonna sleep. Yeah, there. they're gonna sleep in the car. Yeah. So don't mind them when I pull up. They're and I'm reading this, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm totally, I think this is an illegitimate person. I have totally bought it. Oh my so god! My whole plan is to drive off. To Brandon in the morning with the unicorn in the back seat. Yeah. I was going to spend the whole night wondering <laughs> what the hell I'm getting into. So we're in Walmart at this point. I'm shopping with carrots like seven o'clock at night, and I'm I am dying. Like I am having such a great time. Brandon is freaking out on the end because now I'm at the point where they're just going to be sleeping in the back, and then uh, and Carrie's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" To Brandon? <laughs> and I'm like. I'm not doing anything to Brandon. I'm telling him the truth. She's like, Marie, like, what? She's like, you have to tell him. I'm like, but why? It's going to be funny. And then oh she's like, my. well, you can't take my unicorn to in the car because I won't let you. <laughs> she's oh, yeah. She's trying to save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause she's like, Carrie is, is amazing. She protects me from Marie. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody has to protect. She always yeah. says, somebody has to, like, rein you in. And then, so anyway, she made me tell Brandon. So I sent him a picture. I said, I took a picture of them in the back of the car so you're not freaked out when I pull up. And then I sent the picture of the unicorn. unicorn. And I see the picture and I uh, immediately I call Marie. (laughs) The minute I see the photo. And I think the first thing I say is, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And I am crying in Walmart. I'm laughing so hard. And I start laughing. Oh my God. That's funny. So yeah, it was like, poor you. It was like, it was. It was awful. A good solid 10 hours of just stringing you along. It's the long game. I oh, went for the long oh, game. I was you, in. Speaking of the choir, we do this in Tornado <laughs> Alley all the time. We, we there's pranks that go back and forth and back and forth all the time. Um, my friend Chris Kreidler, though, this year she brought um, this a new person with her this year. Oh no! Uh, which you might know, um, Aletha Kunt, uh, Alethea Contes. Contes. She's gonna kill me. Um, she's a about. fantasy writer. Should I know this person? Am I gonna get in trouble? Yeah, she knows Derek. You're both done. Shit. Yeah. The, the name actually rings a bell. <laughs> we'll blame Derek for not telling us. Yeah, we'll blame yeah. Derek. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. well this is the I'll first time she's ever been storm chasing. And, uh, and <laughs> she was so much fun. She actually reminds me so much of Marie. It's ridiculous. Actually, I, I, I think... so funny. I think if you and Derek told me about her, I think that's yeah. why I know this name. Yeah. Um, but she was... Yeah, she's got a bunch of fantasy books and everything okay. else. And uh, so she was this writer and... and uh, she's now going to start doing storm chasing writing. It's no really... It's great. It was great fun. And, but she was just like, my God, you guys are just, she was getting a kick out of all the, the pranks going back and forth and back That's and awesome. forth and back and forth. Because we were just, yeah, there's there's stuff I literally can't say <laughs> on the yeah, like, podcast I'm because it will, get, it will give stuff away if they were ever to listen to it. So I can't, oh, I literally man. can't say it. So, okay, well, you'll have to 
We've done things. Well, we've done things like uh, like my my buddy is um, he's really good at engineering and stuff. So okay. he has like these. Uh, there's this little thing called the Annoyatron 2000, and it's a little thing that you stick in somebody else's car, and it goes off with random noises, oh, no. like at random times. So all of a sudden you get like a sounds like a car, like something's wrong with your car because it'll be like beep beep beep. You're like, oh, what is that? No. And then we'll throw that in the car, and they won't discover it. Like they'll figure, just trying to figure it out, and it's like six months later, there all of a sudden you'll get this yes ma- message. Fuck you guys! <laughs> That's when my brother got one of those that yeah. makes little noises, and he gives it to Carrie. Carrie's, I'm the pricer. My brother's a pricer. Carrie's not a pricer. She's just a straight shooter. He gives her, and I don't hear well. I sleep heavy. I mean, he goes, put it under her bed. It'll start going at one in the morning. It'll be hilarious because it makes like creaking floorboards noises. Oh my morning. god! Yeah. yeah. Carrie's like, no, she's not gonna hear it. I'm gonna be the one hearing it. I'm not doing it. He's like, but it'll be so funny when she gave it to me. She's like, here, have your annoying thing. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. By the way, it's somewhere in your apartment. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Oh yeah, that's the other problem. But yeah, we do stuff like that all the time down down the alley. I mean, we spend so many hours on the road. Well, yeah, right. Like we'll spend like on any given day, we'll spend ten hours driving. Yeah, right. Uh, You know, like storm chasing is ten hours of driving interspersed with twenty minutes of sheer screaming, uh, bowel loosening terror. (laughs) So like, and that's quite often like, and you'll be so you'll be sitting at a at a, a gas station with your feet up on the on the on the whatever, which is why writing actually works because like right. everyone else is like sitting around. I'll grab my computer and yeah. and smart. sit there and and do some writing. Or if I'm driving 18 hours, yeah. like the other two will be driving. Like uh, this year, it was uh, we had myself, Jacqueline, um, Dave Hodge, our cameraman. And uh, and we just looked like one of us would sit in the back, and the yeah. two people would sit in the front, and we'd switch around, switch around, switch around. And so if you're sitting in the back, you yeah. know you you got nobody to talk to because you're you're three people, so you'll be listening uh, to what they're saying. And the two of them are just like musicophiles, so like they're just chatting about music, and I'm like okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I will sit there and I'll be able to write, and uh, and, and yeah, and so that that works nicely. Yeah. Um, but you've got all this time, and immediately when you've got that much time, you think about nasty things you can yeah. do to your friends. Oh, absolutely, totally. So, yeah. yeah, it works out. It works out well. Yeah. Totally on yeah. board with that. I know it's fun. It, it's it's a lot of fun to uh, to absolutely uh, make yeah. a make a mess of people's uh, yeah. perceptions and everything else. I'm still bitter about that unicorn. I'm not even kidding. That was <laughs> we still have it, eh? I know. I saw it was at your house the like the next time I came over or something. Like, I, have I seen it? Because I was there. No, it was upstairs. Oh. I'll, I'll show it to you. I've heard time. of the unicorn runes. Oh yes. I have not seen. I've heard tell of the unicorn oh, runes, yeah. but not, it's crazy. Not actually it's, seen. The geek cave has carries my little pony collection. It has my Masters of the Universe He-Man slash Shira collection, which is about to grow. Thank you, Mattel. Yes. And uh, it has also Carrie's Strawberry Shortcake collection. Oh, yes. Nice. So we've reached a problematic stage in the room growth, whereas the uh, amount of toys is outweighing the amount of shelf space. And mm-hmm. we're not the type who'll put the stuff away. Uh, because that's stupid because we're yeah. there to see it so um, we're, we're coming up with backup plans it's going to be awesome but see you know what and that's that's awesome um, because like I got my, my buddy George always makes fun of me of my geek stuff yeah. right and I'm like he's a music geek 
Yeah. yeah. Right? Everybody's got this stuff that That's they it. geek out about. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like, uh, strawberry shortcake or electric guitars. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're both, like... And he will he will literally listen to, like, the first three bars of any given song and be like, That's so-and-so this time. Wow. And this is the drummer. Wow. And, and I'm like, dude, you're as bad as me with yeah. Star Wars. Or with, actually, Marvel now. So. Uh, That's good. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No. So, it's like... So, George, if you listen to this... You're a geek. <laughs> yeah. Lots of things Every, to geek yeah. out yeah. about. Everybody geeks out about something. Yeah, he's also a world explorer and drives me absolutely crazy. Because, you know, he named he dream he names drops so much that you have to like sweep around him if you wanna like <laughs> if you wanna actually talk <laughs> to him. The only thing you were saying was with Trudeau, was that? Yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah, he's like he's like, Oh yeah, I was talking to Trudeau. I was uh, sitting down at lunch with Trudeau the other day. Oh, and then uh Jacques Cousteau's, uh Jacques Cousteau's grandson, you know, I was talking we, we were chatting about stuff and I'm like yeah, I just asked you how was your day. Yeah, 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 I had a new yeah. pair of shoes. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. No, some of the pictures, some like some of the stuff. I'm like, oh come on, really? Uh, but he was, yeah. He's it's been fun. Um, I'm sort of following him a little bit in his footsteps um, with stuff like that because um, I'm in the Explorers Club with uh, with mm-hmm. them, and then I'm a fellow of the um, Canadian uh, Geographic Society. Oh, cool. So oh, yeah, I'm a fellow of the yeah. Explorers Club, oh, sure. which is oh. very awesome. I'm a member of CAA. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, oh, Sipwa. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Is that the, the, the science fiction fantasy writers of America? Oh, see, I should be a part of that. I'm not because I haven't published anything yet. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I got to get to that. Point. Yeah, you should. Do I'm, that. Member, yeah. I'm not a member of them either yet because they won't tow my car if it dies. So <laughs> I've asked. No, Sip was bad like that. Yeah, yeah. no car yeah, No, I just I have simple needs. Simple needs. Car towing. Yeah. yeah, I've broken so many cars. It's ridiculous. Oh, I can imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we've broken cameras. We've broken oh, cars. Yeah. I dropped the camera in an Arctic lake. It's still there. Oh. Um, <laughs> I broke a camera in a volcano. Uh, what else have I? What else have I done? So you're saying you polluted that Arctic lake? Though. Yes, unfortunately, I did with a uh, with an Nikon camera. That is um, a that is a gift to future archaeology. Yeah, oh. that's what we said too. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had it on a stick, right? And I was yep. like, I was jumping into the Arctic lake. Right, because it was like yeah. So I had on say so I'm right. jumping off the end of the the rock with the with the GoPro style camera, hit the water. I'm like, oh, I'm jumping. Um, it was like I was screaming. I, I tried to scream. I only I couldn't because everything locked up in my body. Um, and I got it. I'm like, I got in the water. I'm like, oh, I got shit. Oh, my camera's missing. No. <laughs> so I had to go grab another camera and do it again. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and that water. There, there was so much fast shrinkage. There was a loud popping noise. Oh, so, yeah, it was that cold. It was like a degree above zero. Ooh. Oh yeah. You uh, name drop places and yeah, climate you, things. You uh, yeah, I do. I know. That's I told good. You. I told you I'm a narcissist. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah. not a narcissist. You're yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that, that's the polite <laughs> way of saying saying narcissist. <laughs> I'm very. You're very interesting. <laughs> He's not shut up about himself for the last 20 minutes. Whatever you do, don't make direct eye contact. Yeah, exactly. He might start speaking. Yeah. Don't do that. Just put a mirror in front yeah. of him and run. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My narcissism is coming along nicely. So, yeah. Is that something you're trying to go on purpose? Or? No, actually, it's something I'm trying to av- I'm trying to get away from. Because I have people come up to me and say, Hey, Mark, oh, oh my God, like I love your stuff and everything ever. And I'm like... Hi, Mr. Brown Shoes. Because, <laughs> like, often, like, I won't know people's names or something yeah. like that. And 
And then I, I try very hard, and it and it it's unfortunately again. I, 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 I think if you are on air, if you're in the media or anything like that, you have to be a little bit of a narcissist oh, to yeah. to be able to um, do your job. Yeah. So they'll uh, I'll try and ask them about and I'll ask them about something. Uh, like you know, I'll say, oh, what what do you do for a job? And I'm like, oh, I do this with this, and I'm like, that's really cool. The other day, I was. <laughs> <laughs> And I literally have to think of it in my head and try to oh, steer away from doing that. And it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a dangerous thing when you are constantly, you know, doing interviews or something like that. People are asking you about stuff and you sort of get into the hour. People, you know, just ask you about stuff. You're at a party or whatever. And you're like, oh, I did this. And they're like, I'm an accountant. So yesterday we had some tax stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's really interesting. I was in the Arctic the other day and uh, I was attacked by a polar bear. I had to fend him off with my camera. And uh, and then the penguins attacked, you know. And <laughs> that's it, a good story. Yeah, that's a good story. But um, but I wonder though if they're coming up to you and say, "Oh my God, it's Mark Robinson!" Like they then they can go back to their office and say, "Mark Robinson told me this really funny story." Yeah. As opposed to I told Mark Robinson about my taxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I see. I I always assume they're going back to the office and saying, "I Mark met Mark Robinson. He's an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> see no, that way I, I feel you know it's like you know that that keeps the that keeps the ego in check. But they have. They've seen you on TV, right? Yeah, so that's not, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's, a, that's yeah. a given. Yeah, you're right. See? I'm, See? I'm yeah. <laughs> See, like, but I got to go back and say, I met Mary, Mary Billado, and she is, she's as beautiful as she is intelligent. So. Nice, nice, like, See? recovery there. I know how to suck up. That's good. That's, um, that's the other yeah. skill I've, 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 I've worked on well. Cookie? See? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe that's called Pavlovian uh, yeah, Pavlovian uh, conditioning. Pos- positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. There's one cookie left. Does one of you have something to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Right. I'm gonna assume it's because they don't want the cookie. <laughs> I like the cookies. If you leave it there, I'm gonna eat it. It's all your egg. Take it. Eat it. Eat it. No, I had, a, I had a donut earlier. That's more sugar than I should ever consume. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, I had trouble going down. <laughs> Don't die. Take deep breaths. No. I'll talk oh. it. I mean, yeah, that would that would get I mean, us. If we have someone die on the podcast, that would get us trending. That's for damn sure. Especially when we hear the video or the that's not a video. That is not a video. <laughs> yeah, I'm well on my way to senility. This yeah, well, see, well, see, the, you, 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 we, I could get someone killed on your podcast, but you have to come with me. Uh, and go storm chasing. Done. And then I'll say, here, hold this long metal copper pole and stand over not there. Not done. So well, I'll do we it. don't have to hold them. Oh, yeah. okay. So we got to bring a third person. We need to bring a third person to hold the pole. Who? who so are you like? looking at me? I, I, <laughs> no, we like. I we, mean, we can make a list off air. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, fair yeah, 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 yeah. list. <laughs> There's been a few times where um, I've had to seriously think, like, am I going to make it through this? Yeah. Um, and it's like there's a few times where you're like, I'm. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have one in your head that's like the, the absolute scariest? Like is there or is or is it like it's like you know there, you know what uh, quite often I'm so busy you don't really think about it and oh, okay. then you think about it afterwards the yeah. the scariest moment I ever had or the closest I've actually ever come to death was near uh, Goderich, Ontario oh, okay. yeah um, I was filming a um, uh, it was a thunderstorm at night and I was trying to get lightning yeah so I had my my what we do is you set up your camera on a tripod and you set it op- you open your shutter for 30 seconds yeah and then you get whatever lightning happens to expose itself in the in the thing so I'm standing outside the car I'm beside the weather network car and it's it's you know it's at night yeah 
And but there's a I, the reason I went there was there was a big lamp there. There was like a, a big street lamp there. I was like, oh, perfect! I can actually see my camera and, yeah. and to set everything up and everything else. And I'm setting everything up, and the storm is 15, 20 kilometers off to my west. Okay. So it's pretty far. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm pretty safe from the lightning here. And uh, I get the camera set up, and I feel my arms do this weird thing. I'm like, whoa, that feels a little strange. Oh, Look no. down at my uh, my uh, my arm in the light, and. All the hair on the top, on my, the back of my arms is standing straight up. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then all of a sudden I hear crackling noise coming from the pole beside me. Oh, and what that was, was the step leader for the lightning. So the way lightning works is extremely complicated, and I'll be like two and a half hours trying to explain the whole thing. And to be quite honest, I don't even understand the whole thing. <laughs> um, again, pretty face, yep. not smart. Right. Um, so what happens is you'll get these essentially um, ionization trails coming off of everything in an area because what a, all lightning is is it's a balance of charges between right. the between the atmosphere or like just different areas of charge. So in this case, it was with the atmosphere, so the storm that's above and the ground. So you've got a, 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 a preponderance of negative charges in the uh, in the in the cloud. So as it goes over top, it tends to induce a positive charge below it. Okay. Um, and so what happens is anything that happens to be in the area will collect charge at the top of whatever it is. So that's why tall, pointy things are extremely good for attracting lightning because a lot of the positive charges will get collected at the top of this thing. So as it's going along, but everything in the area will do that. So the lamp has got this little ionization trail off the top of it. The top of my head has a little ionization trail off the top of it. The tree beside me has a little ionization. But whichever one then connects to the one that's coming down from the the, the storm itself, whatever connects, that's where the lightning stroke is. So all I heard, and you can hear these things, and you hear this right beside me, and I'm like, oh, shit. And that was about all I had time I got my hands over my ears as I'm figuring out how I can go for underneath the, the weather network car, and the whole world went white. Oh, wow. Like yeah. sound and noise. It was, um, to turn a phrase, a, blind, a blinding sound and a deafening light. Mm. Um, and, I, and, and that was as close as I've ever come to actually getting killed uh, because that was five, ten feet away. And the only reason I, don't, I didn't get. Da- hearing damage was I happened to get my hands yeah. over my ears fast enough oh, and if I hadn't got it the, the, that's when you get uh, potential significant or permanent hearing damage yeah, yeah. when you're that close holy shit um, the other time was George and I were on our way back up out of the volcano right and so the way we get down into the volcano you just do a rappel like yeah. you know if you've ever done any sort of mountain climbing or, or uh, you know uh, climbing gyms or anything like that what you do is you've got a harness you got a rope right. and you just down the down the side of the for you know for, for the visual shot it's person uh, two fingers coming away from your hand just yeah. bouncing downwards so because this is not a visual medium nope um, so Good you job. do that so you go down but now you're uh, almost a, almost half a kilometer down inside the volcano okay so that is a hell of a long climb back up right oh yeah so it's really really difficult so what we have is these things called axe safes and they're what is essentially a little Honda engine, little lawnmower engine attached to a pulley, and you wrap your rope around it. You clip it onto your harness because these are not like little little like waist harnesses. These are full, you know, fifteen hundred dollar harnesses that yeah. we have on, right? That you can literally pick up like a Volkswagen on it. So you clips on, wrap the rope around there, 
Got your little little Honda little motorcycle gear. Put it in. Put it. Rum, rum, rum. Awesome. And up you walk up the side of the mountain. Right. That's amazing. Neat. Well, right. It's really amazing until you're at fourteen thousand feet, and they don't work very well because oh. they they weren't designed for that thin atmosphere. So we're up there, and George and I are on, and because one didn't work, mine didn't work, we had to, I had to clip onto George. So now I've got George clipped onto me, clipped onto his axe safe, and it's only able to handle about 300 pounds. Okay. Luckily, both George and I are not particularly heavy, um, but it's, it's struggling. So we're on a cliff face that's like just absolutely 90 degrees. Oh, no. No. Silence, wind noises. Oh no! And I'm like, dude. He's like, hang on, breaking, 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 breaking. I'm like, oh my god! And we're halfway down the mountain. Like we're halfway yeah, like, yeah, yeah. to get rescued. The other two guys would have to come all the way down, grab us, and right. we. So we would be hanging on that thing for an hour. Um, and it is painful at this point, right? Even though we're ringing, ringing, rum. I'm like, oh thank god, and. Up we went. We got over the edge of it, and oh, oh, oh yeah, that was that was a scary moment because we were like, um, "This ain't good." No, uh, but yeah, it's so we've had that in terms of like people stuff. It's like when you're in war zones and that kind right. of stuff. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because you take a picture of the wrong person and you're now visiting an African jail. So, oh yeah, which I did by accident. I took a picture of the uh, the police in front of us and didn't realize there was a, was a cop for all a car full of like the SWAT team. Oh shit! And this one of the SWAT team guys has a rocket launcher, so you just gotta be a little bit careful of that kind of stuff. They get a little yeah. annoying. No kidding. So, well, yeah. Fun. Shit. Yeah. I went to Tunisia right after oh, the yeah. uh, right after the um, revolution in two thousand eleven. Mm. And uh, so I get there, and it was a, like, last-minute thing. I had no idea. I was, like, flown out there for a conference, and um, there's, like, barbed wire everywhere and tanks and people walking around with machine guns and all that. And, you know, I didn't get kidnapped or anything. Go, Marie. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm on my way home, though. And because they were was... too afraid. <laughs> and because it was such a last-minute trip, um, I didn't know that I was supposed to get police papers to exit the country. Mm. So oh, I get no. to the airport, yeah, I'm like, it's like, and it's super early in the morning, like, and the driver picked me up at my resort, and we got, we hit a military brigade on the way out, and, you know, you had, like, I could hear, they're, they're arguing in Arabic, and French is the second language there, so that was, you know, and they're arguing, my driver's arguing with the military guy, and then, like, finally, like, he lowers the passenger side window on the other side behind the driver, I'm on the other side of the car, and then, like, the military guy puts his machine gun down first, and then leans in, and it's like a show of intimidation, yeah. right? And I'm very tired at this point. Um, and he looks in, and, and then he looks surprised because it's the white woman in the back. <laughs> and I'm like, bonjour. And he's like, oh, and then like sends us on our way very angrily. Then I get to the airport, and I make my way to the, the checkout. Like, there's like basically these desks with all these like military people and machine guns, and, and you have to just check your passport there, and then you yeah. can go to your gate. And uh, I get there, and he's like, do you have your police papers? And I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to get police papers. My plane is leaving in two hours. I would like to go home. And uh, I, I give him my passport, and he's looking at it. He's like, oh, you're supposed to get police papers to make sure you didn't make trouble. And I'm like, I don't like to know. And he's like, 
one moment, one moment, and you know, and I'm being like deferential and polite, and and I'm yeah. I'm dressed appropriately. Yeah. I am not messing yeah. around with this culture. And anyways, he writes something and he slips it in my passport, and then he goes, "Go ahead, go ahead," you know, and then with a little smile, I'm like, "Okay." So I take my passport. Thank you, thank you. I walk aside and I I can't help it. I yeah. pull out my passport and I look inside and I pull out the piece of paper and it's his phone number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! This military guy is walking by with like this giant machine gun, and he looks at me and he shakes his head. He's like, "Oh, he did it again!" Oh my god! I still have it. I still have his phone number somewhere. Oh my god, that's brilliant! Yeah, why wouldn't I keep that? That's like a memento from yeah, no kidding. To Tunisia. That's brilliant. I love that. It was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. C'est bon, mademoiselle. C'est bon, c'est bon. Okay. That was like the time we nearly got deported from the Democratic Republic of Congo in the first 15 minutes that we'd arrived. Oh, dude. There was screaming military guys. There was screaming in the face of the military guys. Oh, there was me jumping okay. a checkpoint into the country, which I shouldn't have done. Um, Probably not. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we turned a frown on that. That is a, that's, that is a, it's a bit of a long story, but yeah, yeah. yeah this is the kind of stuff you run into in, in places like that, where it's just like, uh, okay. Africa runs on pieces of paper, either ones that are signed by people who are really high up, yep. or little ones with American presidents on them. Right. Yeah. That's that's how it that's how yeah. it runs. Or you get um, pieces of paper with phone numbers on them. Or that. Or yeah. That. See, <laughs> all run on pieces of paper. It's all it's, pieces yeah. of paper. But as I said, I find that like this sort of stuff really does inform you for stories. Like it's oh, like yeah. like you've got all these you've got all these stories you you collect literally in your head because you've been to all these weird places or you've done all these things that, like, you now know what some of, like, a slum smells like. Right, yeah. You can describe that, right? Yeah. If you haven't smelled it, it's really hard to describe. Like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah, it stinks. Well, no, actually, it smells like a combination of B.O., rat feces, the most mm. wonderful flowers you've ever smelled, um, and the most amazing cooking smells. Oh, also, it smells like open sewage, um, and there's like, and so like, there's this, like, for me, it's like really interesting because you can describe all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I hate trying to write things that I haven't described or yeah. I haven't experienced. Absolutely. So like the abandoned world idea, yeah. I actually have to like go through some of these abandoned, and luckily I've been through a few abandoned yeah, yeah, buildings. Yeah. That's and cool. yeah, and it's like, it's really interesting because you get then to describe the smell and the, the feeling of dampness and, and places like that. Um, like when I was in Nepal. Um, you know, like I, I always laugh when you when I read some of these fantasy descriptions, and people describe, oh, they're you know they're underneath their blankets and they're feeling warm and everything else, and I'm like, dude, you've never slept in a place that is that does not have heating and air conditioning yeah. in the mountains, and everything is damp. Like you are under the yeah. under the covers, and they're this thick, and it's amazing, but everything is damp, and you get this weird damp feeling the entire oh. night. And so, like, it's like, yeah, that's what it must have yep. been like if you were, you know, doing these tracks. But you never see that in the fantasy novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I come against that all the time because I like I don't have anywhere near those experiences. So I'm trying to describe that in my fiction. I hit this wall of like I know I can't describe this accurately because I've never I've never done that. And so I was like, okay, how can I get around this and try like and describe something else? Or do I need to change my setting? Do I need, like? Yeah, and it's it's sort of like for me writing writing a woman character. Yeah. Right, it's Absolutely. like, ooh, am I getting this right? Um, you know, and I've and I've as I said, I've discussed it with with Kaylee. I've discussed it with with Beth. Um, and that she began menstruating. Yeah, <laughs> I am staying the hell away yeah. from that. Yeah, 
for she, now. She felt cranky and weepy, and also <laughs> would like chocolate. <laughs> Well, wasn't it George R. R. Martin who just, like, there's this little section where he's talking about, um, where he's describing a woman, and he's describing, like, he's, she's talking about her breasts as if they were, like, separate entities, and that's how guys see it, and women are like, yeah, no, man, that's not how I see my breasts, that's, that's not how stupid. it works. Yeah, but that's George yeah. Martin, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's like you've got, you know, like, there's, like, these little details that you get wrong, yeah. and so, like, that makes it difficult for me to try and, and, and write it, but at the same time, I had Kaylee write it, and she's like, oh my god, you managed to, like, actually have, like, what my, my friends and I sound like, oh. and I was like, hmm, alright. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I was happy about that. Well, that's why I loved the new Ghostbusters movies with the girls. It was yeah. the first time I saw, like... My, me and my friends represented on the screen because that's what, like we're idiots. We're having yeah. fun. We're like yeah. we make inappropriate jokes. Like, yeah, we, you know. And but that but that's what I did for it. I was like, okay, how do my my guy friends and I act? Well, we act like this. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna write that and add a few little like stuff that I've heard Kaylee say or I heard Beth say. Yeah. I added a little bit of that in, and yeah. boom, that was like Kaylee was like, oh my god, you made it. You like this is how my friends and I deal with each other. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so. Yeah, that was that was neat. Um, but again, it d- does come back to that cultural appropriation. Am I? Yeah. You know, Jay Ojik and I had a long discussion about that, about whether or not it's appropriate yeah. to That's to try it. and do that. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you're a white guy. But at the same time, my argument was, well, I'm a white guy. But does that mean I can only write? Like, I can only write Canadian stories that are set as a white protagonist, and yeah. I'm like. That's that's no good, and I'm and it's like well you you know your your background is your your you know your background is is your Northern European, mm. so you could only write Northern European stories. I'm like what really? Yeah. How the best way I've had to explain was um, did you ever meet Nathan Burgoyne at uh, CanCon? No, but I know the name. So I, he, I probably have, and now he's gonna be like fuck. Fuck you! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the way he, I think it was actually on the podcast, he described it as um, you just have to stay in your lane, and and what he meant was, and which I try to do is that you're you're not you're not stuck just describing that story, but the way he approaches it is that his, his main POV character should be in some way as close to him as possible. Right. Like he was trying, really trying to get, and I'm not saying like yeah, you can only do that, but he, he his perspective was or is that. Like you know, you, obviously you have to have diverse stories and diverse characters, and, and but to a certain extent, you just have to stay in your lane in terms of the perspective you're writing from. Yeah, if that makes sense. That, that, that's kind of it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean yeah. the way the way I've I've had it explained to me is like, uh, absolutely write a gay character if you're if you're straight. Yeah, but don't write about what it's like to be gay. Right, because that's yeah, not your yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so, right, like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm white. You know, yeah, write say African American characters. Yeah, don't write about what it's like to be black. Because right, because that you don't know. Yeah, yeah, and so, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I tried to, I tried to take it from the point of view of, um, I enjoy writing these characters. Oh, and by the way, they're also women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, like I, I got some insight into it because you know, being you know, daughters and all that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah, so sure. I can, I can watch what they're like. But you know, like when you talk about a nine year old, a nine year old girl, nine year old boy aren't really all that different. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. at least mine isn't. I mean, my my little one is. Yeah, like kids are kids, right? My the little one is so much energy; it's ridiculous. <laughs> she gets along with the guys, the boys, really well. Like, yeah. the boys are doing crazy stuff, and there's Bree get right there doing something crazy with them. Yeah. And Beth is like, "Oh my god, get off that wall!" 
<laughs> well, I was like with the development I was working on. I think it was um, I had one of my characters I had written as, as a guy, and then you were reading it and suggested making that character a woman. I was like, well, doesn't that change a lot? And you said no. I was like, nope. You just it basically just changed the, yeah. the pronoun. And and I you know I read through it and was like, no, it makes perfect sense because nowhere had like nothing in the character. Um, they didn't need to be a guy. They didn't, like there was nothing there that was. This it wasn't t- a gendered character. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah, it's just they just happened to be a guy because what, that's how I wrote them. And then, but then by changing it to make that character a woman, changed the dynamic of their relationship with everybody else. In but in a very subtle way in terms of how that character would be viewed. And it was more interesting too, because especially since it was a character that typically would be a guy because of the stature of the character, yeah. right? Physically, but it's like a woman yeah. can be that as well. Yeah. And it would be more interesting to like because that's a typical character push yeah. it. And yeah. that, yeah, and that was that was an interesting exercise because when yeah. I read that character, I was like, I'm seeing a woman. Yeah, like I'm not even like I'm I'm seeing a woman. I know who I'm picturing. One of my friends, and this is her. Yeah. like this is this is more interesting that way. Yeah, and the character, and you know, like when I did it, the character was way way better. Um, and it was just it was just that subtle. And it sounds like very similar to what you're doing with those characters. It's just like, yeah, they're just characters. Yeah, and I mean, if with and with my travels, like I found the similar thing, right? Yeah. Like in all the different places I've been, people are people. Yeah, exactly. You know, it really is. I mean, the, the details are different, yeah. but people are people. Yeah. Like it's it's like everybody sort of wants the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the details of, of culture and that sort of stuff change in, in huge ways. Yeah, I mean, having visited a place like Africa and then and then because the other advantage that I, I've got in some ways is that I'm not on a tourist thing. Like, mm-hmm. It's like so I am like somewhat embedded in in the culture for a couple of weeks because you're doing like like you're literally out there doing stuff with them yeah and i'm literally gathering characters as i'm as i'm doing some of this stuff and, I, and i've done that i've literally like had people been you know doing, doing stuff and i'm like oh my god you're now a character congratulations yeah. yeah i think and i think like i like nathan's point about like the point of view that you're writing from too because like I think that's where like a lot of the the thought patterns that a, a woman versus a guy or a black character versus a white character or whatever different cultures that you would have would be in those thought patterns because like we can go like even coming to a convention my touch points are way different than your touch points right, right? yeah it's like okay who's gonna be there okay well I'm gonna avoid that person because <laughs> they're you know yeah. that person's hand was on my ass for like two minutes last time before I noticed so I should probably avoid what? them and you know it's like did you get the same sudden visceral to go kill this person that I did yeah well that was just I'm sort of trying to going back and like either she's exaggerating or I'm like or what the hell um, but those are <laughs> I noticed there's a completely skipping over yeah, yeah. but there's a different touch point right yeah. between like it's like going to Tunisia for me it was like a last minute trip but I didn't do any research into what was going on politically I did research into culturally how should a woman act right and yeah. what will not get me in trouble as a woman what yeah. will not get me attacked because I'm a woman traveling alone so that's yeah. where you know which is fine I have lots of adventures but I have them in such a way that doesn't get me yeah. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, you know. we we do something. You know, when we're shooting the show and that sort of stuff, we have to be careful as well yeah. for that sort of stuff. Um, you know, because we're carrying sometimes a lot of expensive camera. Yeah, gear. exactly. Um, we, and sometimes we're carrying like the the one volcano expedition we did. We were carrying two tons of gear. Like, no joke, two tons of, of stuff. So, Shit, it's gone the volcano! <laughs> yeah. Well, we had 65 porters bringing up the volcano for us. Holy shit. Um, yeah, and they were doing multiple trips up and down the volcano. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I just had this vision of you with your little broken, I know it's not the same thing, but little broken motor, you and George hanging there while yeah. all the porters just walk beside yeah. you, no problem. <laughs> oh, no, that was Nepal. Stop. That was Nepal. <laughs> Do we, not confound 
found the stories, Murray. <laughs> we ha- we hiked up this. We were in this place called Kalanchok. We had to hike up to this Hindu temple that's at the top, and it's like fifteen thousand feet. Like so, we are way up there, and so you've got these like five like white Canadians. <sighs> yeah. Trying to get up there, and we've got all our gear on. We've got our hiking boots. We've got all this stuff. We got oh, we're doing all this stuff, and we get up there, and it's snowing up the top, and you know, like we just had a thunderstorm the night before, so it was like, oh my god, the snow, and we're just like, oh my god, this is unbelievable, and oh, we were like, we've conquered this thing, and we've gotten up to this temple. This temple's like two thousand years old or something like that. It's amazing, and um, we're standing there doing, you know, doing filming, and and then all of a sudden, like around the corner of the temple, it comes like. These like three old ladies in like flip flops, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, where did you come from?" Because they can speak a little bit of English. And, and Sukman, our, our guy, was translating back and forth. Oh, where'd you come? Oh, just down the town. We just hiked up. We just walked up. <laughs> we're like, "Excuse oh. me." <laughs> like we struggled up this way, and we got up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we do this every like second day or something like that." Or or like, "Oh no, we're tourists. We just came, and and uh, we haven't we haven't been to this temple yet." And and we're walking back down. There's all these like little old ladies in like walkers, like going up oh this my thing, God. and we're just like, it's so now we're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, because like we're like dressed in all this stuff, and we're like, oh, we're the badasses, and they're like, yeah, no, no, you're not. Yeah, little ladies, ladies like, yeah, it was, it was great, and we're just like, oh my God, that's funny. But there was a there was another um, thing we had there, which again sort of goes to fantasy. Okay, the control room says it's time to shut down the transmitter, so that's what we're going to do. That went really well. Nice and easy. Smooth. We'd like to thank Marie Billado and Mark Robinson for joining us here in the bunker today, and also Chris Kessner for providing our theme music. And of course, Brandon and I are very grateful to all of you survivors out there in the wasteland who tune us in. Even if Brandon is still stuck in the stupid, busted old control room. Never mind. I'm sure by our next broadcast he'll have seen the light. And there are so many lights down here. And glided on down to these upgraded facilities. Until then, keep safe, keep the perimeter secure, and we look forward to contacting you again with our next broadcast from the Wasteland.